Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. I was in a Facebook group of divorced dads, and 95% of the content on there, and I joined that like as soon as I was separated, because again, I was looking for like an outreach group. No one in my circle has ever been divorced. Family, friends, I was, I'm literally the only person that's been divorced. So I had nobody in my circle to go to. So using social media, I was like, let me log on to this Facebook group. I can't tell you how many depressing stories there were in there. And I added some, because I was like, I just went off the feedback. Guys, I'm having trouble with this. Guys, I can't sleep. Guys, I'm, you know, I'm, I can't believe that she's screwing me on this. Guys, I haven't seen my kids in X amount of weeks, X amount of days. She's not giving me enough time with my kids. Um, this, you know, the legal, my legal fees are outrageous. That was not helping me. It did not help having all that negativity around me. It just didn't because I think also I had 13 years of just depression around me and anxiety. So I just took it upon myself of like, let me create this account that is positive. Let me create this blog that's positive. I don't include anything in my blog that, you know, might be going around with me and my ex. And honestly, we actually have been pretty good and just like, you know what, it's about the kids and things like that. Since my settlement was signed on December 17th, we've been good because now it's just, here's a letter of law. Here's when you have your kid. Here's when you have the kids. Here's when you bring them back. These are the days, these are the weeks, these are the breaks you're gonna have them, these are the vacations you can take with them. So we're good now. All that other BS is done, just finishing off, you know, waiting for stuff to finalize and for paperwork to be, uh, for legal fees to, uh, you know, just be to be done. Um, but my blog, you know, I, I, I've been trying to capture it every single time I have my kids. Um, so just, you know, heads up, you will, you will be part of my blog today once I write it. Nice. Since I just did have my, uh, I just finished having my kids. I dropped them off this morning. So I was saving my, uh, my blog for today till after our interview uh, together. So you'll definitely be part of the blog later. Nice. Thank you. Um, and I just try to share the highlights and the moments, the happiness, because we all know being divorced and especially being a divorced dad, like the sadness that comes with that and the stress and the anxiety but there are really good things, you know, and like the things I'm seeing with my kids now, I was not seeing when I was with my ex. I'm giving them experiences. I am giving them moments in time. I'm also, and again, I'm talking bias from my side. I'm allowing them to be kids, you know, to have fun. You know, if you're going to fall because you're jumping off the couch, like, okay, that's, you're, you're a kid. Like that's going to happen. You know, like, Am I eventually going to tell you to, to get off so you don't hurt yourself? Sure. You know, but like, I want you to play. I want you to have fun. Um, the big difference between myself and my ex was the fact that I just felt frustrated because I was the only driver. She does not drive. She only actually got a car once I left the house. I actually remember going with her to the dealership to work out the deal for the car. Um, she always had a license, but it was just like, I live in Brooklyn. What do I need a car for? I just take the subway everywhere I go. And for, you know, close to, you know, say 10 years, uh, I drove us everywhere, even to go see her friends that live in Brooklyn. All right, let's go, you know, 
you can drive. You want to go and drink? All right, well, you're driving, so be careful. You know, you're driving us, but hey, I'll let, yeah, I can go get drunk. No problem for me. I go see my friends. Hey, can you help me out? No, nope, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't drive on highways. I drive streets. Um, you know, uh, like the cliche of like, oh, like, you know, she's, you know, she's pregnant. She must be a designated driver. Nope, she ain't driving. So with my kids, it was always like, especially like, you know, my daughter, since she's obviously older, it was like, all right, well, if we're going to go anywhere, daddy has to drive us. So now it's since my separation in July, 2019, I tried to get them out to everywhere, you know, to the beach, to aquariums, to museums, to the park, um, anywhere I could think of that we had not gone to, I was taking them. Because I was like, you know what? You're on my time. Let me show you some interests of mine. Yeah. My daughter now to this day, even this past weekend, daddy, when are we going to the beach? I want to go to the beach. Is it summer yet? I want to go to the beach with you. I'm a huge lover of the beach. If you were to see my apartment, I have a lot of unnecessary uh, beach uh, decor, but that's just who I am. I just, it's, it's a place that I find peaceful. It makes me happy uh, where, you know, I would go to the beach with my ex and it'd be like, all right, like, are we done yet? Like we've been here for two, two, like for two hours. Like, can we go home now? Like I'm, I'm done. I'm hot. I don't want to be in the sun anymore. Where now I've spent, since I've been separated, I can literally get there at one o'clock in the afternoon and leave at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And just do it up, you know, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I have found myself to be the dad that I wanted to be from the beginning now versus when I was with my ex. And that's actually what I do love about being kind of like the divorced dad dude that I am now is that I, I am that dude. I am that guy that I, that I knew back when I want to be a dad, this is the version of a dad that I wanted to be. Yeah. I want to be married, of course. I didn't think I'd be divorced. That was definitely one thing I never thought I would be. Um, because again, no one in my circle has ever been divorced. And so I just assumed that it was just like, I thought I was always going to forever be married. And I think maybe that's also why maybe I didn't pull the trigger back in, back when was because I just assumed that this is what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to just, this, this is marriage. This is what it looks like, you know? And it wasn't until I started talking to friends where it was like, Matt, like, what do you think me and so-and-so do? We fight, we argue, but we always come back and we make up and we work on our stuff. Where us, it was, we fought and we just never resolved ourselves. But I also take, but it's also on me because I didn't communicate that a lot. I never said you and I needed to talk. It was always she being, her, she was upset and then I responded. Versus me bringing a problem to the table and saying, we haven't had sex in like a year and a half. We barely go out anymore. We barely do anything. This is not working for me anymore. What can we change? What can you change? I'm asking you to change. I never said that. And, you know, and again, now, you know, I communicate with everybody in my circle, you know, and I'm, and I'm proud that I do that because now I see a different way in a good way of how people look at me. It's not just that Matt's a pushover anymore. You know, it's, you know, like Matt, he's a effective communicator. He's a partner. So. There you go. So let me ask you a question. If you had to give advice, right? Like if you were the, 
you take everything that you've learned and you were the man, what would you share with people? Like, what would you talk about if you had to talk about the emotional stages or what you should do physically or mentally to prepare for divorce, especially inside of the first six months? Sure. Um, I would just say surround yourself with people. You can, you should not and cannot do this by yourself. Um, I just, I just don't think it's, it's the right thing to do. I think you have to surround yourself with people because it's going to be hard guys as much. I mean, I would say, honestly, try to get a mediator, talk with your ex and just say, listen, can we just resolve this outside of court? We only took stuff to court. And, and by I say we, I mean, I, because, uh, I just, I, you know, just nothing was moving. Um, we went into it before separating as we're going to do this right. We're going to pay our uh, retainer fees. We're not going to go past the retainer fee for the lawyer. Let's just get this done. And it was all just BS. It really was because I can't tell you the initial offer that I got for the split of the house was a spit in my face. Basically, I almost fell out of my chair when my lawyer called me with the, with the offer. And it was towards like the latter, say three months or maybe more before getting our settlement done, where it was like, fine, we're going to court. If you want to just continue to not give me my kids at a reasonable amount of time, if you want to just, you know, slow play me on this whole thing about, you know, child support, the amount that you want me to owe, the amount that you want to give me from the house, you know what, let's just go to court. We'll let the judge figure this out. And yeah, it sucks that we're paying all these legal fees because in the end, all this money could be and should be going to the kids. And that was what pissed me off. So I got to tell you guys right now, like if, if you're someone who's about to go through a divorce, try to get it done quick. And, but also at the same time, stand up for yourself. Don't just lay down and say, whatever you want, whatever at the cost, because you, it's, as my lawyer kept telling me, Matt, as soon as you sign those papers, that's done. You know, like your, your, uh, your time with your kids can fluctuate, especially as they get older, they might, might want more time with me, or unfortunately they might want more time with her, you know? But my lawyer was like, the day that you sign up those papers and you agree, for example, to the amount that the, that the house is worth and the split of how you want to split it, soon as you sign those papers, she's not going to all of a sudden a year later be like, you know what, here's the extra 50 grand. She ain't going to do that. She's not. So for those guys, you know, guys listening right now, be strong and stand up for yourself. But you got to have people around you is my is that's at least how I felt. Do not do this by yourself. You know, ask people questions, lean on people for advice. I can't tell you the amount of advice I was leaning on with people around me, parents, uh, coworkers, family, uh, friends of just like, hey, here's what I'm going through. Any advice? And I would take that advice and I'd go back to my lawyer and say, can you propose this instead? Or I'd go to her and say, listen, can we make a deal? Um and be as present as you can for your kids. Um, Cause man, oh man, especially, you know, the thing that hurt me the most was seeing in paperwork that she was being labeled as the primary parent. That bothered me a lot. And it still bothers me a little bit because why is she considered primary? Why am I not also a primary parent? 
But as I was told, she was labeled primary because the kids stay, spend the most time with her compared to me. But to me, I took that as like a kind of like a kick in the, in the groin. Cause I was like, I felt like I was being, you know, it was a demeaning comment. What do you mean? I'm not a primary parent. I'm their parent. I'm dad. I'm always going to be dad to them. Um, but my advice would be try to avoid court because it's just legal fees and things like that. But at the same time, you got to stand up for yourself and stand up for your beliefs. And if you feel as if court is the way to go, then I would say go to court sooner the better. Don't do what I did and just try to reason with her because that delayed us a long time. And it cost, you know, I think the money would have been spent better in going to court and doing it faster than slow playing it and missing out on time with my kids. Like right now, my, my time with my kids is every other weekend, Friday to Monday, and basically every Wednesday. And then the weeks, the weekends that I don't see them, I get a Wednesday into a Thursday sleepover. And, you know, and, and the Wednesday helps, you know, but again, the Wednesday only exists because I live within 15 minutes of them. Do I see myself living 15 minutes with them for the rest of my life? I don't know. I can't predict that. And I, and I leave that open. I will always know that I will, of course, always have every other weekend with them. Monday, you know, Friday to Mondays. Um, we're both in education. So like I get um, spring break with them. I get a week in August with them, with my kids. Um, but, you know, as of right now, yeah, the Wednesdays are great because it's like, because now I go weeks where I'm constantly seeing them where I would go some weeks where I would, you know, I would drop them off on a Monday. I would not see them for two Fridays. And it was always like that second week where it was like, all right, like I'm wonder what they're up to, you know, what's going on. Um, so I would just say, stand up for yourselves guys, you know, um, and you know, your own situations, whether, you know, you should have more custody than your ex for a variety of reasons, whether it's drugs or abuse or things like that. You know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't in that relationship, luckily. And then thankfully, you know, neither one of us were troubled in that way. But I just, I just stand up for yourselves, guys, because this is your only shot, you know, so get as much time as you can with the kids try to get that 50-50 custody. My ex would not budge on that. I do not have 50-50 custody. And honestly, guys, I've heard many people tell me, especially in that Facebook uh, divorce group, and they're like, nope, you got to stand up for yourself. You got to get those kids 50-50 custody. Guys, if I stayed in, in, in line for that and gone to court for that, my legal fees would have probably been doubled what they are now. And I just felt like, you know what? I got every other weekend with them. I now have Wednesdays with them. I have time with my kids. And some guys would disagree with me and, I, and I, that's fine. And I respect them for disagreeing with me. But I just financially, again, we're talking about where the money's going. That money I want to go to my kids. That money I want to go towards my future with my kids. I want to have a lifestyle with my kids. I don't want to be having these massive amount of legal fees where, which forces me to stay with my parents. I want them to come to my place, to daddy's house. For so long, it was, oh, we're going to grandma and grandpa's house today for this weekend. And I didn't have quality time with my kids. So, and that's kind of like what I've told people that were like, why didn't you stay with your parents longer? Cause I wasn't having time with my kids. I bring my kids to my parents' house. I'm sharing my time with my mom, my father, and my two sisters when they would come over on a, on a Sunday. Yeah. That's not quality time with my kids. This is quality time. I'm the sole person in this 
home, this apartment, that's responsible for them, keeping them safe, having fun with them, planning out activities for them, and not just, up. Oh, grandma and grandpa are here. Hey, you want to go color with them? Oh, you want to watch TV with them? Oh, your aunts are here. You want to go color with them? You want to go to the park with them? Like, no, like, let daddy be daddy for you, yeah. you know? Um, so just, yeah, I know that was a long answer, but that's, that's kind of what I uh, would encourage you guys. It was totally appropriate. And I guess my question to you is if you had two minutes to, to share with the world, like what your experience was like, what would that be? Through the divorce process? From everything, from A to B. It'd be, um, again, I grew, I, I, I see it on myself now. Like honestly, just being with you right now here, something I would never have done before. And if you remember, I came out to you, I was just like, listen, Hey, I like what you're doing. Can I come on your show? Yeah. You know, um, I have absolutely come out of my shell. I can definitely say that. Um, it sucks. Cause obviously, yeah, like I don't want to be divorced. Like, you know, I don't want to pay these, you know, I don't want to pay money for marriage counseling and for child support for rent. I mean, you know, my goal was always that I wanted a house. I had a house with my ex and now I'm in an apartment and who knows what will, you know, what will happen in the future. But uh, I'm happier now. I wasn't happy in the beginning and I wish I had been this happy 13 years ago. So it's, it's been a lot of growing pains, but I'm, I, I like the version of who I am now as a person compared to who I was 12, 13 years ago. And there you have it. Thank you, Matt, for being on the show, for sharing and for being vulnerable. I know that it takes courage to say and do what you've been doing and what you've shared with us. So thank you for, for being a guest. No, thank you for having me. Really, I, I appreciate everything that you are doing. Um, you know, I'll definitely be tuning in for, for just future casts outside of myself, of course. But um, and again, if there are any, you know, guys like you know you and me listening out there, I mean, like I definitely would encourage listening to a podcast like this. I would definitely, you know, if you want to give me a follow, like I said, it's Divorce Dad Dude on Instagram, and my blog is Divorce Dad Dudes dot com. Um, again, I, I do a post every time I see my kids and I just try to share my positive experiences both on Instagram and on the blog because we all know what the stress and the anxiety looks like. We got to start sharing the positives in life because in the end, as I've learned, nothing good comes out of just sitting on your hands, staring at the ceiling, talking to yourself, crying being frustrated, being upset, like that, that gets you nowhere. You have to get up off your butt and just say, okay, what am I going to do today? How am I going to make today a good day? My kids are, I'm seeing my kids, you know, in, you know, after February break, what am I going to do to, to make up for that lost time with them? What fun things am I going to do? You know, and always just try to, you know, just strive to be a good dad. Um, you know, uh, because I, I want them to, I want to have that relationship with my kids, you know, like one negative is like this past weekend, I got the cries of like, I miss mommy. I want to go home and see mommy. And I'm like, I get it. But this you're with daddy right now. Let's have, let's have some fun with daddy. You know, like, let's, what do you want to do? You want to do this? You want to do that? You want me to read you a book? You want to come lay in bed with daddy? Come lay in bed with daddy. You know, it's fine. 
Um, and, and it hurts, it hurts to say, you know, to hear that, you know, I, all I want to do is hear her say like, daddy, when I'm not with you, I miss you. I'm not going to ask her that she's five. You know, I hope she says that to my ex, um, because it is a gut punch every time I hear it from her, but I also get it because she's with her the more, you know, more of the time than she is with me, um, which sucks. But again, when I'm with them. I'm there. I am present. I'm having my fun and I'm, I'm trying to be the best dad that I, I can be for them. So, but so again, any guys that are in the same situation as you and I, I think, I think speaking for us both, we're here. We want to talk. We want to listen. And again, like I said, I still, you know, am basically the only person in my circle that is uh, divorced. And I say that thankfully because it is a hard process. You know, I don't wish it upon anybody, but if it's the thing that you have to do to be a better person for yourself, then I say go for it and jump with both feet in and, you know, just trust the process. That July 1st, 2019 is, I do not feel that way at all. I don't. Back then, all I did was cry that day or probably for that first week with my parents. Where now it's I've accepted it and it's and it's just something that's been it's part of my past and that's it, and here I am, talking with you. Yeah. And acceptance acceptance is the last stage of the emotional stages. So, welcome, yes, welcome to the party. And having said, <laughs> thanks. Thank you guys for listening. And you know, as always, be courageous, be vulnerable, because it does make a difference. And we'll see you on the next one. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.